Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MCK Global. We're at Adam Booth's gym here in Surrey. You right there, mate? Yeah, this King Gary over there trying to fucking get a laugh out of us. King Gary, yeah, check King Gary out and check my guy Charlie Beat out. You see the resemblance? It's mad. Uh, he's a div. He's a div. Hedge. No, you're a good guy. Josh Kelly, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, bro. You look well. I feel good. I feel good. I'm in a good place. Has it been a, a frustrating year for you so far? It's been a frustrating year for everyone. In terms, yeah, well, in terms of you not being out this year. Yeah, I mean, well, it's my, it, I mean, things in COVID went the way they were, and I had sort personal things out of the new baby and everything like that. So um, that happened, but I'll be ready to fight in. I'll be ready to fight early January. So it's it's only a month, it's only a month difference really for fighting this year. So it doesn't really bother me to be fair. I think I'm. I've. Uh, I've enjoyed the, the long camp. Date hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's looking like either the last week or the end of January, um, which Eddie Hearns countlessly said, whether it winds up on the Dillian White-Pavetkin card, we don't know yet. It could end up on a show of its own. Eh? Yeah, I mean, wherever, I'm, I'm ready. I'll be ready for that date, so I'm ready to, um, I'm ready to rock and roll then, me. Ready to, I'm ready to get my hands on someone and David Avenisi. So, yeah. You've had a long time as well to have David Avenisi on your mind. I mean, it's it's drag. It seems to have like kind of dragged on and dragged on, and it's difficult for you to even think past anything that's going to happen before that fight was out of the way. And there was obviously been doubts whether that fight would even happen. I suppose during the lockdown uh, situation as well. So, but in your mind, were you always focused, thinking that's who I want? That fight is going to happen. 100%. That's the fight which been. That was the fight which been contracted. So I was either going to take a fight before in December and have David Avenition early, or I said, listen, let's just do Avenition early, early January and see what their team says. So their team was like, eh, sweet. I knew they would be game for it, but obviously I didn't want no one more fight. I wanted to get straight in and get this sorted, get this dealt with. So that's that's our plan, and that's what we're doing. But has it been playing on your mind that the fight hadn't happened yet? No, I mean, I was in probably the best shape I've ever been in come March this this year. But the government fucked us. So I think the government's fucked a lot of people during this year. So fuck them. And now yeah, I'm going to um, I'm be well ready come come January. Well ready. I'm, I'm in a good place, man. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, it's, it's been too long, so get this fight done. And, uh Roll on. Same motivation before as is now in your preparation for having it. Exactly the same as it. This fight opens up everything for me. Is a is a is a boxer. I mean, it starts. To, it gets us ranked in the world rankings, top five or six in every governing body after the European. Um, it puts all them doubters to sleep, um, which I'm not really bothered about anyways. But 
at least it should summon them up. Josh, let me ask you, do you feel like there's people out there that, that believe that for some reason you don't want the fight? Do you believe that there's people out there that think that? I think there is some naive people out there thinking that, 100%. I mean, they're 100%. They're naive to think that because boxing, at the end of the day, is a sport I'm involved in. I wouldn't come this far just to, just to start avoiding this sort of fight. I, 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 if it wasn't for the government, we would have been in there in March and we wouldn't have gotten it on and that would have been perfect for me. But listen, it's January, so we're going. I'm sacrificing my Christmas. I'm the one who said, listen, I'm sacrificing my Christmas. Let's sacrifice my Christmas. Let's sacrifice my New Year. Let's do it. Let's live away. Let's do. Let's let's do the things to make January happen. And that's that's on me. That's not that's not their team calling that. That's me. So let's go. I'm ready, man. Give me a percentage level. How much have we seen of Josh Kelly so far in your pro career? I think like 65 percent. I think this, I think, and that's 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 from then. And the improvements I've made now is is massive. I mean, it's not just like I've hit a, I've hit the ceiling and I'm just there. Nah, we're constantly improving. If I can improve on what I already was, then I'm I've got no doubt I'll be in them big fights sooner rather than later. But I just I think I need this proper test to bring it out of us. When someone tests us properly, that's when we see the real the real me. And this is a proper test. This is a he's he's actually been a genuine world champion. He's actually fought Shane Mosley. He's fought Lamont Peterson. He's a, a David knows he's a good guy. He's a good, I know David's a hard, hard gazer, and I'm there. I'm there taking this fight. I mean, me 12 fight. It is 12 fight, isn't it? Yeah, 12 fight. So, come on, you know what I mean? Mad. You know what? From kind of the the outside looking in, you've your, your talent is unquestionable. But you you do believe that there's people out there that still kind of raise questions about you. They can. It's their, that's their opinion. That they've got their right to do that. Like that's what they've got the right to do that. They've got the right. She has. He got this. Has he got that? Of course they have. But it's my it's my duty to prove to myself that I have got. I mean, I'm showing it all in the in the gym. So why can't I just transfer that into a fight? That's what I. That's what I think. So I mean, I'm going above and beyond in the gym. So let's just get this fight night on. Let's get in. Let's get me in. Uh, I've been. I mean, pay for a year now, so let's go. Do you know what I mean? Let's get in, let's get that money, let's get this fight done, get this European title won, and then whatever else after comes. Obviously, I know you're fully focused on that date, where it be the 23rd or the 30th of January, but I will ask you about uh, Conor Ben's performance the other day, and uh, he was very vocal about yourself after the fight as well. Uh, first of all, what did you think of his performance? I thought the kid was... I thought the kid on paper seems he was good, but in the ring, just a bit of a punch back. But Ben did what he had to do. Can't, can't cut him for that. He did what he had to do. Um, but with my fight, you see, with my fight, what's coming up, David Avenatian, when I beat him, that will prove where I'm at. And I should send messages to him in his camp and listen. They should know that that fight can happen anytime. That fight can happen anytime after, after the Avenatian fight, that can happen straight away. You know what I mean? I've, I've asked for that fight before. And uh, I've, I've already had a little spat on Twitter about it, and I've asked for that fight before. So we had no response, but listen, timing's right. Timing's everything, like he said. And this fight's just going to a monstrous fight now. For everyone's talking about it. Let's get out of the stadium, I like. Let's, let's, do, let's, do, let's do something something good for once, do you know what I mean? Let's get it up there and do the, do the Northern fans go for once, the Southern lads, because we need something as well, do you know what I mean? We need something. We need, we need, we need big events up there, so... 
We need um, we need them stadium fights in the stadium alike. So if it's big enough, why not? Listen, I'm, I'm very respectful to the fact that you have got such a huge fight coming up in your career and uh, I don't want to make this too much about that, but Conor Ben did fight the other day and it was important to obviously ask you your opinion. Did you listen to his post-fight interview after the fight about the silk pyjamas? Did, did you see that? No, I think someone mentioned something about silk pyjamas, but that fight will pay for my silk pyjamas. That fight will pay for my silk pyjamas. Then he can, he can start again after that. All right, okay. Well, listen, uh, like I said, you're fully focused on, on that date in January, so before any talk of Conor Ben, it's, it's got to be David and... David Avenation. I seen Neil Marsh put a tweet out saying you've got this you've got the, this Russian, blah, 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 and they think I'm overlooking David Avenation by any means. That fight there is ten times harder than the, than the Ben fight. Ten, that fight there is a proper, proper fight. I'm doing everything in training, focused on him. I'm, Ben's uh, for guys of Gazi at the moment. It's up in the air, but... Him, that's that's there. That's I'm fighting him, so that's what I got to deal with, and that's going to be a tough, grueling fight. I'm training for that, so bring it on. Let's let's get this test done. Let's let's get this uh, so-called acid test done. I mean, I'm I'm being given no, I'm being given no sort of no sort of well. Josh Kelly stepped against him. Um, Josh Kelly stepped against Ray Rums, and Josh Kelly did this and this. I've never been given no 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 um, praise for anything. So let's get this one done and see if I get any praise from this one. This way, isn't it? It is what it is, Coogan. It is what it is. It always is what it is. How are you finding uh, having Mr. Adam Booth sat on the touchlines, so to speak? It's all right. If he's back in play, if he's he getting subbed in soon, if he's getting subbed back in, no, he's uh, he's, he's he's all right. I don't like to see people like this because normally when they're up and active and acting, they seem they seem to just go. They seem to like on crutches. I don't like I don't like seeing it, but. He'll be back soon. I'm doing all the good training, the, the really good conditioning now, so I can get all the technical work in with him when he gets back on his feet. I mean, the guys, the H and Charlie and everyone in the gym's doing uh, doing wonders with the technical work as well at the moment. But Adam's the Adam gets the pads on. He's he's um, he's, he's class. So when we get him back on the pads, um, maybe a couple of weeks, we'll be flying. But it doesn't make any difference at the moment. It's sweet. We're uh, uh, sweet. We just with ten, with ten, win ten men at the moment, boy. Don't worry, it'll be alright. Okay, I'm gonna let you get back to your training. Have you got anything else you'd uh, you'd like to add? Nah, um, to be honest, no, not really. Um, if anyone, don't know. I mean, if I, I, I've been involved with a few little things, so if anyone wants to check out burgers, wings, and ribs, get down there and get some food. Do you know what I mean? That's the little thing we've got. Oh, I still need to do that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get down there, bro. It's nice. You know what I mean? Um, and. Yeah, I'm. Um, thank you for all the support I'm getting. Oh, but from from Sunderland, the northeast, I've got mad support up there. But all around the country as well, I got I got some good I got some good lads behind this. But uh, Sunderland's their SR's got me back, so I love it. Yeah, it's big. We look forward to it, and we look forward to hearing your fight officially confirmed, which is hopefully ain't too long because we're creeping into December, and it's going to be less than eight weeks away next week. So exactly, let's. Let's get it announced. Let's get people interested. Let's get it on. Let's get Neil Marsh back with the condoms and that. Do you know what I mean? We're ready, bro. We're ready. Let's go. I love it, mate. Let's go. Ah! Josh Kelly, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. I'm going to let you crack on and uh, we'll definitely catch up with you again soon, mate. Yes, 100%, Kilgan. Thank you, brother. Cheers, mate. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. 
And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Just before you go, David, we saw on BT uh, YouTube channel a situation with you and John Fury again about uh, a million. John Fury wants to clean me out. John Fury wants to. T- John Fury wants to clean me out. He, well, he's giving me odds. He's giving me two to one odds on bets on the million pound bets. You know, I'm not not taking not taking him anytime soon. But um, he's got some confidence in his boy. Jesus, he really does. He really does believe it, and it's nice. It's nice to see, and um, which which should make the fight easy to make, which is great. You know, when the whole team, the family really believe in it they they believe in it they're willing they're willing if he's willing to bet his own money that his son's going to win then he, the fight from from this side is, is ready to is ready to go and it's nice it's nice it's nice to know that you have champions that you know are willing to put on the line and really to, to, so it's good fans we had to we had joe kazagi and um, frank warren was there we would have called it, it was good good bit of back and forth banter um but it's, it's nice it's, I, I I like I like the build up to the hype, the, the the Joshua Fury fight. You know, a lot of people, you know, are not recognizing Anthony Joshua's talent and not recognizing what he's done, how 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 new to the sport he is. Although he's Olympic champion, you know, he didn't start till you know a lot later than than Fury did. And what he's managed to do in that short period of time, you know, is unprecedented. It's a really impressive you know resume he's, he's put together for himself amateur and pro i think sometimes people just forget about that they just watch the highlights of losing to andy riz jr and think ah oh, he's finished you know oh yeah he'll definitely lose to that guy um that so they'll watch andy riz jr fight him lose against andrews and then watch tyson fury beating Deontay wilder and saying look how can that guy beat that it doesn't work like that boxing doesn't work like that you know, you, that guy used to, the Anthony Joshua you saw against Andy Ruiz, you won't see that guy ever again. That was just, just like, it's like saying, oh, how's the guy who lost to Carl Thompson in 2004 supposed to beat Jean-Marc Mormeg in 2007? Well, you get better, you improve over time, and you just, you learn whatever lessons that you got wrong there, and then you, so a lot of people don't see it that way for some weird reason, and they just, they have to have, this guy's 100% going to beat that, though. No, nothing 100%. In this game of boxing, particularly in the heavyweight division, particularly when you're six foot six and you punch and you're as fast and athletic and you're as successful as Anthony Joshua is, nothing's a foregone conclusion against you, believe me. So I, I you know, I, I, I understand where people are coming from when they they have their number one and two, but okay, it's just an opinion. Let's see what happens in the fight. Let's just just get the fight happening before you start screaming and shouting. We don't know how Anthony Joshua would have done against the same opponents that, um, you know, the only similar opponent really is uh, Kitschko. You know, Tyson Fury uh, won the fight on points. Not really much in it. He seemed like he outmaneuvered him to me, but he didn't really have him on his ass, didn't have him hurt. Anthony Joshua had him all sorts of problems, but Anthony Joshua also got hurt himself. 
but the victory was more conclusive for 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 AJ. I thought if I was going to beat somebody, I would have much preferred to beat him in an absolute classic at Wembley Stadium where you, you get knocked down, everyone thinks you don't have it and you've got to dig in and come back. I'd prefer that fight, personally, than to win a fight on points and not a very not a very aesthetically pleasing fight, you know, on points. You know, it's like, but I get, you know, then you, then you could say that Tyson Fury fought a version of uh, Vladimir that was, you know, unbeaten or in 10 years up until that point, whereas AJ fought someone who was coming up a lot. It's all just opinions. You can, can't, can see it from everyone's point of view, but I don't like just stick saying someone's number one when there's no conclusive evidence that someone's number one. I understand why people would rank him higher for a lot of reasons, but that doesn't mean number one beats number two. I just need to see him fight each other. Because I've seen stuff in Joshua that I haven't seen in a lot of other people. And the things that it will require to beat Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua has. Can he put it together on a night? That's the question. I don't know. I'd like to think he can, but I'm not sure I haven't seen it yet. I saw in Saudi Arabia when he had the rematch with Andrews Jr. He showed me something he hadn't done. He showed me, showed me movement. He showed me relaxed shoulders. All the little things that I hadn't really seen before. He showed me there. He stuck to the game plan to the letter. He was just like, okay, who's this guy? This is, this is not someone just trying to use your natural size and strength, punch power. It's someone using skill, using good for good movement of feet, you know, the jab to the body jab. He was just, I was like, okay, this is, this is someone different. So the fact that he was able to improve from Andrews one to Andrews two, that jump up in, in, in quality, I think it can keep going because it's going to need to, to, to beat, um, Tyson Fury, but he showed me you can learn and adapt and get better in a short period of time. So if you can do that, then you can do it. You know, so it's just such an intriguing fight, such a great fight for 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 everybody. You know, it, it gives both fighters the opportunity just to say, "Bam, number one." It's not an opinion. It's not. I think I'm number one because I beat him, and then you struggled with him. Or whatever it is, it doesn't work like that. Put them in the ring. Let's Oh, this Saturday night there will certainly be a lot of business going on. David Ape, thank you very much for talking to IFL CB and I'll see you on Saturday at the Fight Card. Let's do it, let's do it. Not man, David. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Mike, a simple question I've got to ask you is, why did you accept this fight why are you fighting roy jones because i can because i can and i was i've been training pretty much um for three years not for a fight but just to stay healthy and my brother-in-law asked me was somebody throwing off of the fight for someone else and then i first said, man no, i don't want to fight anymore then uh this just little light bulb said hey will he fight me under the markets of queenberry because i believe it was an mma fighter and he said yeah yeah but we went from fighting bob sap 
to Shannon Briggs to I don't Mike um Tyson Fury. Now we're fighting Roy Jones. So this is where I, this is where I'm at now. And Mike, at the same time as you were talking to people about perhaps having a fight, even with as you say Shannon Briggs or Bob Sapp, were you getting your were you getting your shape back? Were you getting boxing back inside your head? Were you getting ready basically to step back in the ring? Absolutely, absolutely. Without even knowing it, because I never thought about fighting, but I just thought about looking good and looking impressive when I walked down the street. And then I said to myself, "If you're gonna have, you're gonna have a body like this. Why don't you do something with it? <laughs> you know?" And I said, "Yeah, I might as well do this." And especially from a charity exponent too. So I sure. tell people, and that's if I could do that, man, before I die, anything that that's just beautiful, man. It was just um, beautiful. But Mike, this is more than you coming back because you couldn't stay away. This is, it seems like you coming back on some kind of mission to prove something, to prove that you can come back. Well, I not only that, but I think that I could, this could, this could be bigger than me because it has a great, like I was saying, it has a charity exponent. And that's, I look at that bigger than me. Look, buying a new car, a new girlfriend, a new mansion, a new plane, a new boat, that don't do it for me no more. It doesn't work. You've bought enough mansions, new boats, and new cars in your days, though, Mike. It has to be yes. said. And it, and it didn't work. Trust me, it <laughs> didn't work. Mike, have you found... I know that you're, you're a different Mike now. You're a calmer Mike over the last few years. But have you found an even greater inner calm during the last three or four weeks of this training camp? No, you know, um, an individual like me, my mind is a torture chamber. Mm -hmm. So um, my mind constantly prepared me for war. Constantly. Every tenth of a second, quicker than your eye can blink, is war. And I'm discussing warriors in my mind and warriors from the past and the plans that they used before they fought. And it's just um, the way my mind thinks. It's so constantly think about men that are great fighters. So, so do you mean actually men that have actually got in a ring or just men in history that are great fighters? So in some ways, are you traveling back to your I'm great talking, I'm talking days? about guys like Achilles, Alexander the yeah. Great, Hannibal, all these guys, military geniuses. So, so those guys are inspiring you, those guys from, from ancient, from ancient... From ancient history, men that took elephants across the Alps, men that defied laws, men that walked on water, men that took on forces that should have annihilated and beat them. It's those great men that are inspiring Mike Tyson these days. A hundred percent. They always inspired me. They inspired me when I was fighting. But, you know, um, I just think they called on me again and they want me to do this. And this is what I want to do. So it's like a calling. It's like, a, it's, this is more Yeah, than I would just... say that. I would say it's like a calling. Hmm. Now, Mike, is this, the, is this fight here, is this the closest you've been to returning to the ring under the proper, under proper boxing rules in the last 15, 16 years? Is Absolutely. This the Besides barring in the ring, yes, this is the closest I've ever been to actual, actual professional contest. Mike, you know, in preparation for this fight and getting your mind right, do you watch any of your fights? Is that something you do or, they, or do they just play inside your head? Well, I watch some of my, I watch my old training that I have on tape and I watched how I trained back then and I put that with what uh, my caliber of training and now. I put some of that together. But I always and, and not, more so than the fights, I watch my old training sessions. I sure. watch them a lot. 
Now, Mike, the old Mike, and I was around the old Mike a lot, you in some ways needed to, to want to fight the man you were fighting, to want to get in the ring with that man. Is it the same with Roy? Are you having to change, are you having to change the way you think about him to make him hey, the enemy? Listen. I'm, I'm stepping in the ring with, listen, probably the greatest fighter that ever came on this planet. So um, it's not like I'm fighting um, Santa Claus or Palooka Joe, okay? That one particular night, all those years ago, when he outboxed John Ruiz to win the heavyweight title, were you ringside that night? Or were, or, or, or were you out of, out of state? Or, didn't, or weren't you bothered about it at that time? Can you remember? Hey, I, wa you I, wa I watched the fight. I watched the fight. And I anticipated him winning that fight. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I'm a big fan of big, little men beating big men. I've seen it happen all my life. As a matter of fact, I'm a person that pretty much um, stated the stamp winner because all my fights I fought, I beat big men for title fights. I was always did... the, the smallest man. And, and that gave you an advantage because you, you, you fought big men quite a lot and some of those guys hadn't fought a small guy. Mike, what about the guys now? They're big guys now. Tyson Fury's a big guy now. Deontay Wilder's a big guy now. Anthony Joshua, they're big guys now. I know you were ringside for, for Wilder against Fury. In fact, you were up screaming and, and enjoying it. What do you think of those big modern heavyweights? I think they're brilliant, man. I think they're brilliant fighters. And, man... um. They could do so much for society and have exhibitions and take the money from exhibitions because they're big crowd um, pleasers and they can help so many people, the homeless, the drug infected. It's just so many people out there that we can do so much for. And that that'd be just a that wouldn't even be a tenth of their their charitable heart to do something like that. Sure. Fight exhibition. Matter of fact, fight exhibitions with me. And all of our chat, most of our charity would go to people who really desperately need it. So I'm after not saying Roy, that money, but we can help people. So after Roy Jones, for, for the sake of raising hundreds of millions, you, you, you'd be up, you'd be prepared to fight exhibitions with Wilder, Fury, or Joshua if it could be arranged. Oh, absolutely. No fight, but exhibitions. Yes, exhibitions, have, of course. It'll be fight, but I want you to label them exhibitions for no hard feelings. It won't come across as hard feelings towards anyone. Mike, you know you know the story about how you're named after Tyson. Yeah, you do. Do you know the full story about what not, his not father, completely his father? Yes. Yeah, you know, he's, so his father's lost a couple. You know, his his mother's lost a couple of babies, and his his father's there. And you and Tyson Fury comes out, and he weighs like a pound. He's like a bag of sugar. And his father says, "No, we'll call him Tyson because Tyson's a great fighter." How do you feel when you hear a story like that, Mike? I'm totally humbled. Mike, you know, I've got to ask you this. You talked there about how much money those guys could make in charity fights and how, how you'd like to help raise that money when you're making, you know, if you, you having some charity fights with them, and that would be, be admirable. It would be incredible. And everybody would be, to use your word, humbled. But over the years, Mike, you've made so much money. And I don't want to use the word regret, but is there regret in you that you didn't spend more on good causes? Hey, um, most of it was good causes. It was given to people. So most of it was good causes. Even if there were bad people, it was given to them. Yeah. So. That I know, I know that I know that to be true. And, and so just finally, Mike, and I really, we really appreciate your time here as you build up to Roy Jones. Two things. First of all, what's gonna happen? 
when it's ding, ding, first round against Roy Jones. Talk me through the first 60 seconds of that fight. I'm right on top of him. Mm -hmm. I'm right on top of him. First round, I'm right on top of him. That's all I have in my mind. The first round, some ding, I'm right on top of him. And Mike, if you could time travel, and if it wasn't an exhibition, which of the modern heavyweights would you like to test your skills, your power against the prime Mike Tyson against the prime Tyson Fury or the prime Anthony Joshua over 12 rounds for the heavyweight title? Which one of them, if you could time travel, would you want to share the ring with? Well, if we're fighting at the same time, I would like to fight both of them that year. <laughs> if I win, if, you know, if I'm lucky of winning the fight. Because that's, that's the way you are. Yeah, I always fight like three times a year when I was defending my title. Mike, will you sound like the happiest, I think you're the happiest Mike Tyson I've spoken to over the last 20 odd years. The most content. I'm very very grateful that God allowed me to wake up another day. Allah was great, thank you. Mike, thank you so much for your time and enjoy your exhibition with Roy Jones Jr. Thank you so kindly, my friend. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. I always like to get David Price's take on things. I think he's actually a pretty underrated boxing analyst, David Price. That's not to say he's always right. Of course he isn't. Nobody's always right. Everybody gets things wrong when it comes to boxing. At the end of the day, you're trying to predict the future. You're making a guess in terms of how you think a fight is going to go. An educated guess, maybe, but it's a guess nonetheless. And you've got a 50-50 chance of getting it right or getting it wrong. So you could get someone who knows nothing about boxing whatsoever and they could get a prediction right. Whereas somebody with a vast wealth of boxing experience who might be a pro boxer themselves gets that same prediction wrong. Does it mean that the pro boxer knows far less because he got the prediction wrong than the random member of the public who got it right? No, everybody's got a 50-50 chance to get a prediction right, even if you know nothing about the sport, okay? But you find out what somebody knows, the extent of their knowledge, and how good an analyst they are over the long haul. And over the long haul, I found David Price to be a pretty good boxing analyst, and I like his breakdowns. Now, in this video here, this interview with Seconds Out, he is predicting that Joe Joyce is not only going to beat Daniel Dubois, but he's actually going to stop him. I find this very interesting, because as I've said in countless videos before, Joe Joyce, to me, is an anomaly. He's an optical illusion. I still don't... Un- Whenever I watch Joe Joyce fight, my brains are scrambled. <laughs> I just don't understand how somebody so slow, so rudimentary, so novicey can be so successful. I, I, I don't understand how it works because he's, he's beaten quality fighters, especially in the amateurs. And in the World Series of Boxing, this guy beat Hergovich. You can watch that fight 
on YouTube. He beat Hergovic. You know, with Hergovic, you can see the talent. You can see the technique. Much faster than Joe Joyce. How on earth did Joe Joyce beat him? I mean, I've watched the fight and I still can't get my head around it. Joyce is just so upright, so seemingly easy to hit, <laughs> so slow, but he's able to land, bizarrely. <laughs> and he's, a he's able to, uh, yeah, he gets hit, but he also evades a lot of his opponent's best power shots. He does block some and uses his feet to get out of the way. So, you know, he's just one of them kind of fighters who, who is uh, far more successful than he looks like he should be. A, a, a bizarre anomaly, uh, you know, a, a, a real, I can't use the F word, but you know what I'm talking about, a mind puzzle. <laughs> That's what Joe Joyce is. Because when you look at Joe Joyce on paper, with all the experience, and the quality of opposition, amateur, World Series of Boxing, and pro, you can fully understand why people are picking Joe Joyce. Because when you compare Daniel Dubois' record, amateur and pro, it doesn't stack up to Joe Joyce's record at all. It's not even close. But when you see the two guys in the ring, Dubois looks a lot more impressive. He's better coordinated. His punches are cleaner. He's more conventional. Uh, his, his knockouts generally are more impressive. Um, just seems to have better balance and sharper. Don't get it twisted. Daniel Dubois is not particularly fast. He's very Bruno-esque to me. He's far more like Frank Bruno than Anthony Joshua ever was. I, I never really got all the AJ Bruno comparisons. But... Dubois Bruno, yes, I definitely see it. He's not exactly like Frank Bruno, but he's quite similar in terms of his stance, his style, his approach, quite similar to Bruno. Um, so he's not a fast heavyweight by any means, but when you compare him to Joyce, he's like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Joyce is one of the slowest heavyweights you'll ever see in terms of his hand speed. His foot speed is fast when he decides to get up on his toes. For a man of that size, Joe Joyce has got real quick feet surprisingly quick feet but the hand speed is painfully slow very upright looks very easy to hit and he has been stopped early he was stopped early in the uh amateurs by sergey kuzman i think he was stopped inside a minute by sergey kuzman i've seen that fight uh, joe joyce wasn't out cold or anything or totally out of it his eyes look fairly clear he got to his feet and the ref stopped it but it was a very heavy knockdown uh, against kuzman but He's improved a lot since then and went on from strength to strength in the amateurs. So, yeah, it's a really fascinating fight. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see how it pans out. Will it pan out the way David Price thinks it may? You know, he's saying that Dubois' best chance is early. If he doesn't get Joyce out there early, uh, he's in danger of getting stopped himself. So, let's see. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below about David Price's prediction. Let me know what your predictions are. If you're picking Daniel Dubois, tell me why. If you're picking Joe Joyce in particular, tell me why. And tell me how you think the fight is going to play out. Will it be rough for Joe Joyce early? And then maybe Daniel Dubois gets tired, Joe Joyce picks up that work rate that he's so famous for and just outworks Daniel Dubois and wears him down over the stretch. 
wins on points or stops him late? Or do you think something that uh, defies consensus uh, wisdom is going to happen? Whereby maybe Joe Joyce comes out and knocks Dubois out early. <laughs> do you think something like that is going to happen? It's heavyweight boxing. Anything can happen, right? Now, I've long said since this fight was originally announced or even mooted that it wouldn't surprise me to see Joe Joyce come out early and start moving. Because for my money, he's got quicker feet than Daniel Dubois. When he gets up on his toes and decides to move around, he's quicker than Dubois. And if you're up against the guy who has a lot of early knockouts, who's going to be sharp early, my strategy would be, and who's got the hand speed advantage on you, my strategy would be to frustrate him early. Because Daniel Dubois fights in a very rigid construct and he doesn't like to break his construct. He likes to stay within his construct. So my strategy would be to get him out of that construct, to frustrate him, get him reaching with his punches, you know? Just, just get him out of that rigid... Because that's where Daniel Dubois feels comfortable, when he's in that construct, when he's controlling the range and he's fighting at the pace that he's dictating. And, you know, Daniel Dubois' face... Uh, pace is usually fairly steady it's not a crazy pace it's not extremely slow usually quite a steady pace so get him out of that get him reaching for you frustrate him use your own jab move around mess him about and then once once you've got him making regular mistakes and you you can see the kind of mistakes he's going to make in certain areas of the ring you can then start punishing him as the fight goes on and if it affects his stamina if he starts getting tired because he's having to chase you and you know walk you down, then you can start putting it on him in the second half of the fight. I would just be concerned early on with Joe Joyce standing in front of Dubois or trying to pressure Dubois early on. I'd be concerned by that because of the fact that Dubois appears to have the the heavier hands. Although you know I, I do think Joe Joyce varies the power on his shots because Bryant Jennings said that Joyce hits very hard. You know, as hard as... He's one of the hardest punches he's been in there with. That's what Brian Jennings said. But he's not consistent with his power. So some shots will be kind of throwaway shots, but occasionally he'll throw a really heavy one in there. And you'll be like, whoa, this guy can actually really punch. Whereas Dubois is more consistent with his power. You see? So a guy who's consistent with his power like that, who's going to be sharp early on, I I'd be wary about... Joyce standing up close with that guy, you know? I, I would more err on the side of caution and get Joyce to draw his sting a little bit, surprise him maybe a little bit, because are Dubois' people really expecting Joe Joyce to come out and start moving around the ring? Joe Joyce was a high-level international amateur for a long time, so he can get on his bike when need be, and that would be my strategy if I was in that team. Is, is move around early on. Not necessarily for four or five rounds, but maybe even just for the first two rounds. Just have a little scouting mission and see, you know, what Dubois is up to, what he can do from what distance. See if you can frustrate him a little bit, draw some mistakes out of him, getting reaching for you. Because Joe Joyce is the taller man here and he's the naturally bigger man too. He's naturally heavier, taller. I'm not sure about the arm length of the two guys, but he's definitely taller and he's naturally heavier than Dubois. So he's the bigger man here. 
Get the smaller man reaching for you. Get the smaller man, you know, to, to, to come out of his construct. Because once he comes out of his con construct, he's actually out of his comfort zone. So anyway, fascinating fight. Can't wait for it this weekend. Let me know your predictions in the comments below. I'll definitely do more videos on this one. All right, I'm out. If you'd like to access all my boxing content advert free and enjoy the convenience of listening via a podcast app with the option to download in high quality MP3, then consider joining me on Patreon. In addition to the aforementioned perks, you'll also gain access to exclusive weekly live stream Q&A sessions and hangouts, as well as uncensored, no holds barred uploads, which are too blue for YouTube. This includes my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. Just head on over to my Patreon page and select the tier called Hatman Boxing Extra. There's no contract, there's no commitment, it's only £2.50 a month and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of hardcore boxing enthusiasts by signing up with me here on Patreon today. Hi there guys, I'm Danny Flexen. This is Jolie. And we're back with our latest Keys to Victory special. This one focusing on the hugely anticipated Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce heavyweight showdown this Saturday live on BT Sport. And if you haven't seen one of these before, we basically take turns three each and talk about some of the pivotal factors um, in the fight. It doesn't have to be by one guy or the other. We, we mix and match. Yeah. Um, but hopefully at least one of the six will prove crucial on Saturday night. <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you, you'd like to go first, perhaps, this time? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to do that. And I think it's probably my most controversial point, but obviously I'm going to pick that first if it's controversial. Nice little talking point. And I don't know if I've heard many people come up with this theory of how Joyce could win, uh, my first key to victory. And I think it, if Joe Joyce comes in one of the lightest of his career, then this could really be beneficial for him now. Firstly, obviously, we know the output of Joe Joyce is very intense. It doesn't stop. He doesn't um, heighten the intensity and he doesn't really lower it. So he keeps that constant pace and that work for weight throughout. Obviously, being lighter, that's going to help. And with the head movement, slip the shots. And also, later on in the fight. But just in general, with a guy like Dubois, he's going to be trying to go for broke earlier. Uh, he's going to go for the knockout early, so it seems. So you're going to be need to need to be lighter in order to move away from those shots. And then obviously in the later rounds, his stamina is going to be need need to be there in order to box from long range. As we've seen, he's 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 done really well in the amateurs, so he knows how to box from long range. But the lightest of his career, if not one of the lightest, I feel like that could be really beneficial for him. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, as you started with Joyce, I'll start with Dubois. I think okay. one of the key things for him, and you know, this isn't a really an original point. Other people have said it, so I'm it not going <laughs> to claim it's some like eureka moment from me. But it's to target the body for for okay. several reasons. One, mm -hmm. as you pointed out, Joe Joyce, massive volume puncher, never stops coming forward. Targeting the body will slow him down in theory. Yeah. Also, we saw Joyce hurt by a body shot in the first round against Bryant Jennings. Yeah. It does suggest he's got like a long-term vulnerability to the body, but it does suggest you can hurt him there if you catch him early mm. in the fight. So that's a, another way of doing it. And also, Dubois become a better body puncher over time. When he first turned over, it was a lot kind of reliant on that stiff jab, follow-up right hand. But now we mm. see him dipping down and hooking to the body a lot more. 
So I think there's several reasons why that could work well for him. And I think if you headhunt against Joe Joyce, he's a bit like the Terminator and it'll just keep <laughs> trundling forward, yeah, getting yeah, smacked, but giving back more than he takes. Yeah. I don't think Dubois, I don't think it's the sensible way to try and beat Joe Joyce is to get involved in that sort of attritional war. So I think, you know, try and slow him down with the body shots and, and see how that works out early on. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of the more obvious ones, but it's actually, I think it will come into play. I think Dubois would have thought about that. And one other thing I think Dubois would have thought about my second key to victory is the cardio, because Dubois hasn't needed to prove he has a gas tank, he has a high cardio, he hasn't needed to really show high work rate in his career so far. He's been the decision once, I know Joyce has only been to decision once as well, but he hasn't been in a tough, a rough fight yet. And if it goes in the trenches, he's going to need to prove he has that reliable gas tank uh, late on. Um, because that that relentless style of Joe Joyce, that non-stop style that we keep talking about, will come into play and it will prove tougher for Dubois the later it goes on. There's no doubt about that. So um, I just feel like I know he's going to need that stamina the later the fight goes because the... <laughs> After rounds five, maybe after round six, the fight would probably, um, on paper, turn into Joe Joyce's favour. So, um, yeah, as long as he's got high pace and high work rate and he's worked a lot on his cardio, which I'm sure he has, um, then he should be okay. But, um, yeah. I think from Joyce's point of view, I would say I'd quite like to see him make it quite rough in there for the ball, I think. You know, he's a very experienced amateur. He's been around a lot of different gyms, including in America, where they don't take any prisoners. And yeah. it's not something the bars experience much. And when we have seen him tagged or roughed yeah. up a little bit, he hasn't liked it. You know, mm-hmm. he's 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 quite impulsive. He's still very young. I think you you kind of, on the referee's blind side, push the limit, push the rules to as much as you can get away with. Yeah. You know, whether that be, you know, hits around the side of the head, whether that be mauling in the clinches. You know, just uh, holding and hitting, like clamping the arm down. Just all yeah. the kind of old school cunning tricks that Joyce knows and maybe Dubois doesn't know how to defend against just yet. And will unsettle him as well. Mm-hmm. I want to see a rough fight. Not for the fact that I just want to see a nice fight, exciting fight on Saturday night. Just to see what both of these guys are really made of when it gets tough. Um, and see what they can really pull out the bag in the, in the in the toughest moments of the fight. Obviously, for Joyce early on, I want to, I want to see what he can do, and then for Dubois late on, I want to see how he'll react to to Joyce's um, output. But yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, and we'll see, really, we'll see if if Dubois can handle it when it gets rough. Um, well, I'm trying to think much his own way, apart from those yeah. early rounds against Richard Larty, which was a bit of a shootout. He's pretty much had it all his own way. You know, you said before yeah. about they've only both gone the distance once. Joyce's was in the toughest fight of his pro career so far. Dubois was in a one-sided win over exactly. a trial horse in Kevin Johnson. And he's never really been pushed or made to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. in there over a long period. And I think if Joyce can do that, there's, there's a chance that Dubois maybe not fall apart, but could kind of react badly, negatively, self-defeating yeah. way. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, my last one, I was... I'm close to picking a different one, but I'm going to go with Dubois. Just stay level-headed because early on, um, it's pretty obvious he's got a killer right hand and he's going to try and use that. However, if he's not cautious, then he he could very well get clipped by Joe himself because no disrespect to his other opponents, obviously Snyder's, Gorman, whoever else has fought Lato, those guys may have given him 
superficial confidence to to believe that if he lands one on Joe Joyce, he can finish the fight there and then. However, that's probably not going to be the case. Say he wobbles Joe in round three. He might go for the kill, end up tiring himself out um, because of how he's done that to his other opponents. And then next thing you know, Joe Joyce has recovered. We're in the latter rounds and, and Dubois gassed out. So he needs to stay very level-headed, composed, um, and just be careful with when he goes for broke if you like because if he does it too early it could be it could be dangerous yeah i, I agree um so who, was that a Dubois or was that a joy that was Dubois, Dubois. yeah just, so just stay level-headed really and uh composed I'll, I'll end with a joe joyce then and it, it, again it's quite an obvious one but i think it warrants saying is that play to your strengths and i think the, th- the problem yeah. with joyce potentially is that he's been around a few different trainers each one's tried to mold him in their own image or their own style and I that think, is always, yeah. Yeah, and going up against Dubois, it's a big fight. Dubois is a big puncher. There could be a temptation on Joyce's side to kind of play against type, you know, uh, move, be more agile, move his yeah. head a lot more, try and try and outbox um, the puncher. And I can understand the, the kind of logic behind that, but I just yeah. don't think the biggest fight of your life is the time to change what works for you. You know, everyone that sparred Joe Joyce says it's a really uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Because for someone so big, he throws so many shots and he's relentless. Mm-hmm. And although he's not a one-punch knockout artist necessarily, yeah. every punch hurts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he needs to do against Dubois. Although it's predictable, and I was speaking yeah. to Fabio Wardley earlier for a piece that's going up on the channel. Yeah. And he said the same thing. You know exactly what you're going to get with Joe Joyce, but knowing it and being able to stop it are two very different things. And I think no, that's I the point. Do what you're good at. Don't be tempted because you think it's the best way to defeat Dubois to do something yeah. that's not your strength. The only thing and criticism of that tactic, Jojo, is sometimes you, obviously for his previous fights, it works perfectly fine and it actually works in his favour, but he hasn't usually needed to respect the power of his opposition. Therefore, he can keep slugging it forward, landing a high amount of shots, but not necessarily powerful. But in this fight, if he's if he's throwing every two seconds, then he's going to leave himself open more to a Debra right hand or a jab or a body shot. So he he also has to be calculated, Joe Joyce. It can be a dangerous game just throwing nonstop against the heavy hitter like Dubois. But I don't think he needs to try and be kind of a slick operator, I guess is what I'm getting at. Do you know what I mean? Be, be who you are. Be cautious, obviously. Keep your guard up. You know, yeah. pivot. Um, parry shots and stuff yeah, like that. The, Most the of the danger shots are straight yeah. shots anyway. So you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to be constantly putting your head off the line, which is what I know Adam Booth was focused on with Joe. And as a long-term project, yeah, I can understand why that needs to change for Joe Joyce's longevity. But the age he is now, the experience he has, how long he's been in this sport, fundamentally, he's not going to become a different fighter at this stage, I don't think. And well, now's not the time right. to experiment, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous game. Yeah, it, I honestly, uh, I can't remember last time I saw a fight this 50-50. Um, I think Dubois, is Dubois the favourite? I don't I haven't looked at the odds, but like early on, everyone seems to be picking Dubois. And then I've interviewed a number of people the past couple of weeks. And there seems to be quite a few people now picking Joyce. Yeah, it's... I, I Honestly... I've been, it's been like this. I keep thinking Joyce, then I think, no, it has to be Dubois. And then I think, oh, Dubois' opponent haven't been as high as Joyce's. Then I think Joyce's amateur record's better. And 
it's it's a very very tricky fight to call. Um, I'm going to be surprised whichever whatever happens because the fact that the fight's actually happening um, is surprising in itself. But um, is this the third attempt of it happening? It was April, so, yeah. then July, then October. So it's the fourth, yeah. isn't it? Fourth. Well, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of questions are going to be answered, aren't they? I think. I think, but we do know more about Joyce. There's no, not as many yeah. answers to questions about Joyce. We know where he's vulnerable. We know where he's strong. Yeah. Daniel Dubois, we probably only know where he's strong at the moment. But sometimes... We don't know his stamina for certain. We don't know yeah. his chin for certain. We don't know his defence necessarily for certain yet. Sometimes that naivety, though, of not knowing his weaknesses will actually be beneficial to him because he can just go over broke, just yeah. try and knock him out early and you won't need to rely on the stamina. It's... It's very naive, and that's uh, sometimes what helps younger fighters succeed. But, um, yeah, I hope we find out a lot about both fighters on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we've it's seen so far, of course. We've seen uh, Dubois get hit cleanly by Nathan Gorman and by Richard Larty. Yeah. I would suggest uh, Joe Joyce is a bigger puncher than both of those, and he certainly throws in more volume. Yeah, so. yeah. For sure. You know, if it turns into a bit of a, a firefight, then we'll we'll certainly see if the bar's got a, a good chin. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a deciding factor, isn't it? I uh I really can't wait. I'm not gonna predict it. I honestly I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. We're not here to make predictions, we're just here to reveal the keys to victory. So we're we're spared that. We've got plenty <laughs> of predictions going on the channel this week anyway, so that people won't be starved of uh People who are yeah, willing yeah, yeah. to get off the fence, so it's all good. <laughs> right, so we want to hear what you guys think as well. What do you feel are the keys to victory for either man? And and if you want to give predictions as well, feel free. We're not going to, but that shouldn't stop you. Let us know what you think below, um, and we'll be back with our next keys to victory. I would imagine uh, for the Joshua Pulev December the twelfth uh, heavyweight unified heavyweight title fight. That's the one. Uh, obviously, it would have been Garcia Campbell probably. That's not happening. Um, Tyson Jones, Roy Jones Jr. is kind of impossible to predict after so long out of the ring. Um, I think Roy Jones Jr. is going to win that, being as he stayed more active. Yeah, really so do I. I think he's not that far removed from a, you know, not top level, but not far off career. Yeah. So, you know, we should, like his career as a whole was exemplary. What I mean is he's not far removed from when he retired. Yeah, of course. No, I know what you mean. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Spot on. No, that's well, thanks, guys, for your Never time. And uh, we'll see you soon. Catch you soon. This is Andy Purawal for Boxing Social in association with Betfred, and I'm delighted to be joined by Matt Macklin over Zoom. A very cold Matt Macklin over Zoom. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not long back in the house, and the, and the house hasn't really eaten up that much yet. So I've just blasted the uh, advance on the boiler to get the, <laughs> get the gas warmed up. Well, hopefully it'll warm up soon for you, Matt. Um, obviously, to start off with, reflect on this past weekend uh, with the Sky Show. Connor Ben with a terrific performance, a, a career best performance so far. Talk to you about his victory over uh, Sebastian Formella, Matt. I was very impressed. Um, as you probably heard on the commentary, I, I thought he boxed very well. I thought I'd seen uh, big improvements in his, from his last performance. And... and I've just seen him improve every single fight, but this was the best I've seen him. Um, his jab was excellent. 
his his hand speed was impressive. His combinations, his body shots, particularly his, his upper body movement, his slipping and rolling underneath, his composure when he was backed up to the ropes. I just thought it was all round a very good performance for for someone that's improving and learning as he's going. This isn't someone who's had hundreds of amateur fights. You know what I mean? He's someone that had. You know, he was basically a raw novice when he turned pro four years ago. Not, not, not far off. He'd had a few amateur fights, but not many. Um, you know, if you look back to, to where he was then and where he is now, I mean, if he can keep if he can keep going at that rate, you know, where, where's he going to be in in two years? I hope he stays busy now. I hope that Eddie keeps him busy. I hope that injuries permit him that he can. You know, have have four fights a year. That'd be great. If he can have four fights a year every for the next couple of years, you know, where will he be in eight fights time, two years? He could be a completely different fighter. The way he's going, you know, he's making big improvements, massive improvements, in fact. So, you know, you can't... Skills and drills and technique you can teach and people can improve. You can't put in what God left out. You, you just can't do that. You can't give someone a good chin. You can't teach someone how to have a good chin. You can't teach someone how to have balls. They've either got these things or they haven't. You know, he's blessed with power, natural, explosive power, heavy hands. So, you know, the other stuff, technique and, and skills, you know, experience, that'll come with experience, you know, working on things, drills in the gym, repetitions. So, and, you know, you can't give someone a good attitude. From what I can tell, listening to interviews and watching him in the, the bits I've seen in the gym and when he's in the fight, I think he's got a fantastic attitude. He really has got a really good attitude. So, you know, he's someone that's teachable. He wants to learn. He wants to listen. His head hasn't swelled. He's got his feet on the ground, you know, and he's a, he's a, he's a man that's got dreams and he's, he's chasing them. And I always think fair play to him. I love watching him fight. And I like this. And I like, I love his passion when he talks. You know, he's someone that, I really enjoy watching. What do you think is the next step for Conor, Matt? You know, a lot of people, and rightly so, were excited after the performance he produced on Saturday and maybe expected more from Sebastian for Mello, whether that being he just couldn't quite deliver what he wanted to or Conor was just that good. Um, if you was to pick his next opponent, do you think he should be looking at the likes of uh, Chris Jenkins or Chris Congo still around that British level, which have been bandied about, or he should be looking beyond that now because of the name in Formella and what Formella had done previously? Well, I'd like to see him win the British title. The British titles, you know, it, it's a solid bona fide title, you know, and I think he's ready for that. You know, he, uh, he I think he is. I think he could win that now. Um, and, and you know what? It, I don't, like I say, he's 24 and he's improving so much. There's no need to rush him. You know, he, like I say, I think in two years' time, he could be a completely different fighter again. If he keeps going the way he is, if he keeps his feet on the ground and he keeps learning and he keeps improving the way he is, I don't think there's any rush. I think Chris Jenkins, British title fight, that'd be a great fight. And then you've just got to see each fight, how he, because it's, you know, how quickly you move someone, it's, it's, uh, it's directly dependent on how they perform. You know, you might say, well, we'd like to see him here in two, two years, but you've got to go fight by fight now. You know, if, if, if he beats Chris Jenkins and he blows him away, then you think, all right, well, maybe, we, you know, we can step up a bit more. Or, you know, if it's a hard fight, maybe we just need to steady things. So how quickly you move him now, it's fight by fight. But like I say, if he keeps going at the rate that he is, you know, he could be a completely different fighter in two years' time. And, you know, he's making... 
his rate of improvement's rapid. He's, he's getting each fight. You can see big improvements. So I just think he's, he's moving along nicely. The British title would be a good, uh, that'd be a good fight for him, I think. And then let's just see after that. Let's just go fight by fight because, like I say, he is improving quickly. Uh, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. No need to rush him. He's coming along nicely. Uh, he's still only 24 years old. So let, let's just see. I know you're saying to and take it one fight at a time, Matt, but obviously on the back of his victory, he said if there was one British fighter he was interested in, it's Josh Kelly. Do you see that fight happening next year or do you think that may be a bit more time for both of them just to let it mull over would be best? What are your thoughts? Who knows? You know, look, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think if he said he'd have one, if he, so yeah, Josh Kelly has to fight uh, Avanesia, which is a tough fight, but assuming he comes through it, then, you know, Connor will probably have another one in between. Ideally, that'd be for the British title. You know, all of a sudden, then you've got British and European titles on the line. Why not do it? Yeah, I mean, you, again, you just have to wait and see, but why not? You know, it's, um, because let, 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 let's, that, listen, that'd be a tough fight for Conor Ben. Not an impossible fight, but it's a tough fight because you've got Josh Kelly's an Olympian. He's experienced, you know, he's a lot more experienced than than uh, Conor Ben. Maybe not in number of professional fights, but in boxing overall. But he, um, but listen, it's a big fight. It's a big fight. And in British and, and European titles on the line, why not do it? You know, do it. I mean, it's a great fight. But, and, and listen, you know, if he was to lose that fight, that wouldn't be the end of the world. It'd be his first last against a guy who was a lot more experienced than him. His, his old man got beat by Michael Watson for the Commonwealth title. Didn't do him no harm, did it? You know, so, look, you're going to get beaten in your career. You're going to, you know, at some point, you're going to probably lose. But I suppose you, when you're going into fights, it's all about risk-reward ratio. Now, if, if, if Josh Kelly's European champion at that time and the money's there, do the fight. Moving forward onto the rest of the card from this past weekend, Matt, we saw Fabio Wardley halt Richard Latte within two rounds. Did it quicker than Daniel Dubois? Obviously, Nathan Gorman took him to points. Yeah. Is it worth reading into that at all, or is it not something to consider? No, look, it's it looks it looks good on paper. That said, I remember on the night of the fight, he knocked him out, and I've watched the replay many times after, and I still can't see. I mean, on the night, I, thought, I think he caught him on the temple because I couldn't really see it on the replay. It happens. And then it, it, I didn't see it happen live, you know, because it was so quick. And then when I watched the replays, it looked like he took it on the glove. So it just seemed a bit bizarre. But I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe he hit that hard that he, or that quick or just caught him. He didn't see it. I don't know. But it just, I mean, um, maybe, maybe there's an angle I haven't seen. But on the angle that I did see, you know, it, it looked like he blocked the shot on his glove. The right hook, um, I don't know. But look, that that's not Wardley's problem or fault. He uh, he went in, did what he had to do, and and he and he, and the, he got the win. So um, look, you'd like to see him in it. I'd like to see Wardley in it. I know on paper that was meant to be one of these tough fights that he'd learn a lot from, but he didn't. He didn't end up being that. So I'd like to see him in a fight where he does go eight, nine, ten rounds with someone that's firing back at him. Sorry, someone was, someone was trying to ring me. There. Um, 
Yeah, you know. So yeah, look, Ward is another one. He's coming along nicely, but he's um, and he's only twenty five. There's no rush for him, but because because he's he's blowing guys away and he's looking good and he's getting a bit of uh, momentum and publicity and profile. You know, he, he probably needs a fight. He, he needs a learning fight. Like I said, I know that that was meant to be one, and it didn't end up being that way. But he needs rounds. Do you think people are discrediting Fabio Wardley too much or is it was it something just out of his hands with regards to the stoppage? What have been your thoughts on it, Matt, kind of the, the talk of the town, shall we say, with regards to that fight? No, you can't take nothing away from Wardley because he, he prepared well for the fight. He went and he'd done the business. That's not, you know, whether, you know, whatever happened to Latte, that's not, you can't discredit or take anything away from Wardley. He went in there and did his job. Um, it's just it's just a shame Lati kind of fell apart so easily. You know, it'd be it would have been. It looked like he was going to give us give him a bit of a test. You know, he'd gone ten rounds with Nathan Gorman. Yeah, he got done in four by Dubois. But you know, we definitely thought I thought he was going to give Wardley. I didn't think he beat Wardley, but I thought he'd give him. I thought he'd ask a few questions of him. The other heavyweight fight on that card, Matt, we saw Alan the Savage Babich um, once again just deliver what he says uh, he's going to do. Brought war and just a, a ferocious number of punches throughout the contest for as long as it lasted with Tom Little. What did you make of that? And was you a little surprised or disappointed at all that Tom didn't deliver more on his side when he said he would do so in the build-up? Do you know what I think it is with Tom Little? It, it's It's been stopped four times going into the fight. So even though I think he got himself into shape for the fight, I think when the pressure when when it came down to it and he was he had a go definitely, but I think when he was starting to get heat clean with hard shots by Babich, who's pretty relentless by the way, and and goes you know he really does go for it. I think maybe the I think the ambition and the fight. Well, he's retired, hasn't he now? Little today I heard. So yeah. you know I think even going in before that fight, I think really the ambition and the fight. And probably been knocked out of him. So when Babbage kind of put the heat on him and really turned it up and kept throwing, and he caught him and he hurt him body and head, I think Little just thought, you know, you know, maybe maybe four or five fights ago, you know, before those runners stoppage defeats, he might have dug in a bit more. So, but again, that's Babbage did what he had to do, and you know, it was a pretty impressive win from him, really, in the end. Tom has obviously retired today, as you say, Matt. So best of luck to Tom with the rest of. Oh yeah, absolutely, real. Um, but just with Alan the Savage Babich, Matt, what would you like to see next for him? Is there is there anybody in particular who sticks out for you that you'd like to see him get in the ring with? Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Just someone that's someone that that can stand up to him for a bit. You know, not necessarily anyone who's the best fighter in the world, but just tough and durable and and, and, and the maybe that hasn't been stuck so he's got that pride that he's not going to want to get stopped you know just because listen he, he, he's an aggressive guy he's, and, and look he throws a lot of punches and he he, he keeps throwing them and he, he, he you know he's so it's not going to be easy you know it's going to have to be someone that's that's I think a, a big heavyweight and, and that maybe hasn't been stuck before so they've got that kind of pride where they're going to really dig in and, and not just you know, try and try and stand up to him when the pressure does come on. We also saw um, the Davis Cairns fight. Davis with a, a brilliant performance, stopping him in the sixth round. Impressed by Liam Davis. 
Yeah, it was a good performance, good platform. It was a fight that an up, an opportunity that maybe these guys wouldn't, wouldn't normally have got, you know, with the COVID and the way these 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 uh, shows have have come about and pull outs and different things. It was a great opportunity, and he uh, he did well. I, I thought he boxed well. I actually know his old man. He boxed in the ABAs when I was in them. Uh, different way, but we kind of came through the Midlands together. Um, so that was nice to see, you know, to see someone that he boxed with his son doing well, undefeated. Uh, I thought he boxed really well. I, really, I was I was impressed, yeah. Well schooled. Maybe not the, the biggest of punch, but he was accurate. He didn't miss. He was economical. He was, you know, and when you're getting hit consistently, it doesn't have to be big punches. You get broken down and you get beaten up, and that's what he did. He, uh, I, no, it was it was a good performance. I was I was impressed. Do you want to move away from that one, Matt? Just get your thoughts on a few other things. This weekend, we see another big heavyweight clash between Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, one which many have looked forward to for the best part of a year now. Matt, break it down for me. How are you expecting their bout to play out? I don't know. You know, I think, look, I, I think Dubois wins, you know. I think I do. I think, I think, I think Joyce is probably just a bit too hittable. Too easy to hit, and I think Dubois cracks hard, you know. But listen, if Joyce can, if Joyce can take it and keep taking it, then you know he's gonna, he's definitely gonna put a lot of pressure on Dubois because, you know, he's like a big bear, isn't he? <laughs> he's so physically strong. Um, it, listen, I don't know what way. I, don't, I honestly don't know what's gonna happen there. I, I look at someone stuck a gun to my head. I think Dubois, but honestly, I don't really know. I think, but I think it's a good fight. One, uh, one I'm definitely looking forward to, that's for sure. The suggestion in the build-up, Matt, has been it will either be Daniel Dubois earlier on or Joe Joyce later on or maybe points for Joe. Is that the way that you'd see it going or could you see something else? Yeah, I understand what people are saying there. They, they, they think, look, Dubois is going to hit too hard, too accurate. Joyce is too easy to hit. Uh, but if he keeps taking it, that Dubois won't be able to stand the pace and the pressure. That's That's... What everyone's thinking, and I'm probably along those lines as well, or, or something very similar. Uh, look, these are the best fights anyway. When when you don't really know who you think is going to win, and you, you're kind of struggling to, to pick uh, a winner, they're, they're the fights we all want to see, don't we? So, look, it's a great fight, and it's and credit to them uh, for for taking it at, at this stage of both their careers. They could have, I'm not saying they should have. I, I, I think they're doing the right thing by finding each other, but sometimes people. You know, don't want to go in this early, this tough, this early. But I think with Joe Joyce, you know, he, he and a young kid is he? He needs to crack on and he needs to roll the dice. And then during the night, Matt, we see Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. return to the ring. Will it be one you'll be watching with, kind of, in anticipation, or one which, as Adam Smith will, as said earlier, you know, kind of looking through the gaps in his hands. To be honest, I don't even think I'll be awake by that point. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to stay up for if I'm if I'm getting the nods. And believe me, I was one of those people that was like this years ago. I was staying up, and the head was going because you know I was always interested in the big fights, and I'd I'd stay up as long as I could, and I'd fight the tiredness. But I ain't going to be fighting the tiredness to watch an old Roy Jones and old Mike Tyson. You know, listen, fair play to them mate if they're getting a few quid out of it. You know, I'll definitely go on Twitter the next day to see who won and what way it went. And hopefully, please God, they're both okay and healthy and come out of it safe and sound. But in terms of 
no real intrigue or excitement about what happens in the fight. And then the final thing I just want to get your thoughts on that. We've seen a lot of kind of build up uh, between a potential bout between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. We've seen the YouTube boxing scene kind of rise over this past year or so before the pandemic. Your thoughts on that entire situation, Matt? <laughs> no comments, you know. I just think, you know, what, what, what do you say? You know, it's embarrassing, but whatever. That's fair enough, Matt. Um, that's the, the last one from me. I'll leave you now to enjoy the rest of your evening. Hopefully it's a bit warmer in there, or at least my questioning has helped to yeah. kind of let everything warm up whilst you've been waiting. I think he's getting there. I think he's getting there. <laughs> Matt, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Um, oh, I'll speak to you next day. week nice before one. the next show. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. See ya, bye. <laughs>